Good afternoon, everyone. So today marks my 18th anniversary of being ordained a priest. And so I was thinking during the course of the week, during my time as a priest, what sort of wisdom have I gained? What sort of truth have I learned and integrated into my life? I'm sure there are a number of things, but what really struck me is probably one of, if not the most significant one, is contained in today's gospel. It is one of, I've come to find through my own experience in my own life and working with others, the most difficult of all of Jesus' teachings. It is where he says that if he come, you come to a place where the people do not welcome you, leave there and shake the dust off your feet in testimony against them. This right here, without trying to get into an explanation exactly what the historical context meant, means, or what exactly Jesus said, was he speaking literally, is probably the most difficult teaching, as I said, from my experience. Christ is very, very clear. Sometimes there are going to be people who are not going to want to listen to the gospel, who are not going to want to know Jesus, who are not going to want to know the truth, and therefore you're going to have to walk away. In the immortal words of the big boss, what we have here is a failure to communicate. Some folks you just can't reach. And so you've got to understand that. And there's nothing you can do about it. They won't listen, they won't receive, and we can't force it. And so we've got to shake the dust off our feet and walk away. It doesn't mean we're judging people. It doesn't mean we're looking down upon them. It means we are accepting reality. And when I was a young priest, this was something that was very, very difficult for me to be able to understand and do. I wanted to change the world a lot like a lot of young priests and young individuals. And I would preach the gospel and have spiritual direction and meet with people. And I would get so frustrated and angry. Why won't these people listen? Why don't they change their lives? Why won't they convert and accept Jesus? And what happened is I struggled with this for a number of years until I remember I stumbled upon a quote, one that I've used a lot during my time as a priest, which is attributed to Jonathan Swift. And it sort of goes like this. You cannot reason someone out of a position they did not reason themselves into in the first place. And I realized that's what I was trying to do. And maybe it's because I did speech and debate for so many years and I coached it, is that I like reasonable arguments. I like to talk about things. And if something makes sense, hey, I'm going to accept it and move on in that direction. But when you encounter people who don't want to do that, you realize, or I begin to realize, a lot of the times those people hadn't re reasoned themselves into the position. Maybe it was something from their childhood. Maybe it was an emotional decision they made. Maybe it was something they didn't even think about. And so I was beating my head against the wall, and I realized I had to let go. And no matter what I said, it wasn't going to work. I had to sometimes walk away, and I had to let them walk away, like the father and the prodigal, with the prodigal son. Sometimes you've got to let the kid walk away. You try to convince him, you try to speak reason to him, but it's simply not going to work. Or as Jesus said, you've got to let the weeds grow with the wheat. You've got to go and spread your seeds, 
But it's not up to us to allow the seed, to make the seeds grow. It's up to the Lord. You know, probably one of the best ways that I can demonstrate this is one of the things that drives me insane, and I think it's one of the rudest, most disrespectful things anyone can do, is to walk out of Mass early after communion, what we call dining and dashing. And I've said, I've, and not here, but in my time as a priest, I've been funny about it, I've been direct about it, I've talked about the Eucharist, and there's some folks you just can't reach, they're going to do it, and I'm going to get so angry and so frustrated until now I said, I can't change people. If they don't want to have the respect for the Eucharist, if they don't understand, there's nothing I can do. All I can ask is please do not come up to communion with the car keys in your hand. Because this happens sometimes, and I, of course, realize, oh, you're going to be walking right out the door. At least don't do that. But I don't let my temper get the best of me because I realize it's something I can't control. And I see it in myself, but I see it all the time in the lives of so many people. There's probably not a week that does not go by when I encounter someone who is frustrated and angry trying to convince someone to believe, to come back to church, to change their lives, to give up sin. Most of the times, it's family members with other family members with their children, or with their spouse, or with their relatives, or whatever it is. They want them to change, and often it comes from a very good place. They have a wonderful intention. They want them to change. They want them to accept Jesus Christ, but they won't do it. And they beat themselves up, and they get so frustrated, and they get so angry. And what I often say is exactly what I talked about here, that quite often you're not going to be able to reason with people, but especially you. Especially when it comes to family members and people who are close. As Jesus said, you cannot be a prophet in your own homeland. People that you're too close to, it's going to be very, very difficult to preach to them. It doesn't mean that you don't try. But you've got to realize it comes to a certain point, there's really nothing else that you can do. And of course, the worst thing you can do is nag them. The more you nag them, the more you go after them, the more they're going to go in the opposite direction. So leave it be and don't lose your peace over it. But it's not just when it comes to the faith and trying to help people understand moral truths, why they should come back to church, why they should believe in Jesus, why they should be Catholic. Even more than the issues of faith and reason, it comes with the issue of love. And we know somebody who is broken, who feels so much shame and so much pain, who feels unlovable, and we want to love them and let them know that they are loved, but they push away. They reject us. We want to let them know that they're special by loving them and giving to them and being there for them, but they refuse to receive it. And we can get so upset, want to shake them and say, can't you see how good you are? You don't need to act like that. You don't need to be like that but they simply are not going to be able to listen. And why, as I said? Because they're often very broken, possibly victims of abuse. They've got a bad habits. They've got all kinds of shame. Maybe they're addicted to drugs. I don't know what it is. It could be a number of different things. But you can't force someone to receive love. You can't force someone to accept their love. In a certain sense, this is how we understand if we want to go back to the prodigal son. The prodigal son, the father was there, he loves his son, but he can't force him to stay at home. He can't force him to receive love. He had to let him go. 
I know this is sort of cheesy and I don't very often do it, but one of my favorite artists, musical artists, is Patty Griffin. I don't know how many of you know her, but she has a song called Goodbye. And I'm always struck by the set of lyrics in the song where she says, she's talking about a friend she's remembering who, who lost a friendship or she lost a friendship about two years ago. And she says, because you can't make somebody see by the simple words you say, all their beauty from within, sometimes they just look away. They're not going to listen. They're not going to be able to accept that they're beautiful and they're loved. And sometimes they're going to look away and sometimes we've got to walk away to wash our hands. We still love them. We still want what's good for them. We're still going to be there for them. But we cannot keep trying to force them to receive love. And so as sort of wrapping this up, why, though, do these two things, trying to get someone to understand the truth and trying to get someone to realize how lovable they are and to receive love, why does it bother us so much? Why do we have sleepless nights and lose our peace and get so angry and frustrated when people don't respond the way we know they should? And I think the truth is, and I've seen this in my own life and from my own experience, that ultimately at the root of it is a desire to control. That we forget that our names are not Jesus Christ. We're not the Savior. He is. But we think the responsibility falls on our shoulders. I'm going to make the most convincing argument, and this person is going to believe in Jesus. I'm going to love in such a selfless way that their heart is going to open. And when it doesn't happen, we get frustrated because ultimately we're trying to control the situation. Ultimately, we are trying to control them. But we're not Jesus, and we cannot force, or Jesus wouldn't force them into anything, but we cannot force them. We have to respect the freedom. We try our best. We pray for them. Sometimes we've got to let go because maintaining our own peace is the most important. Another sort of analogy I use all the time, imagine that if we decided after Mass today, we're going to have a big picnic. We're going to go outside of Gerard Park and we're going to celebrate my anniversary, whatever. And all of a sudden, we had a big thundercloud comes through and a horrible storm comes and ruins the picnic. Are we going to be upset? Yes. We'll be disappointed? Absolutely. But does it mean that we should lose our minds, not be able to sleep for a few weeks, get angry and frustrated? No. Why? Because we all understand we can't control the weather. Guess what? If you can't control the weather, you can't control other people either. Probably even less that you can control other people. And so if we're not going to get upset by the storm, we've got to not get upset by other people when they won't listen or they won't allow themselves to be loved. We've got to learn to let go of control. And that's why ultimately this message, as hard as it may seem, to shake off the dust from our feet and walk away, is a message of great freedom. The Lord is saying, it's not up to you to save people. It's not up to you to convince everyone. It's not up to you to be the sacred heart. Try your best, respond to my grace, but I'm the one in control. It's a message of fantastic freedom as we learn to let go and let the Lord work in our lives, the lives of our loved ones, and to change hearts in the world. Amen.